You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. Hello and welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Shatrice. Hey, y'all. I'm Louise. Did you miss us? We missed you. Well, yes. Oh, my gosh. No, we missed all of our listeners. We missed you. But child, ooh, Lord, have mercy. These last couple of weeks have been so much. But before I get into all that, Louise, <laughs> tell us what you have been up to over these yes. past couple of weeks since we last recorded. Yeah, I'm going to start from like Turkey Week on. So okay. Thanksgiving. Oh, oh I feel okay. Like that was okay. kind of the last time we kind of oh, talked shit. to each other. That's right. Because yeah. it's been two weeks of not. Yeah. Re- oh, oh my gosh. Like, okay. So yeah, two weeks of no shows, but I think three weeks since like we've gotten on a Zoom call yes. and recorded an episode. Um, oh my gosh. Will this only, will this just end up being a catch up episode? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But uh, so, uh, so Thanksgiving was cool. It was uh, me, Bay, and our friend Julia, um, who Yay. came through, we had all the fixins. I mean, a little charcuterie board again. So that was yes. That did was you really, order really it? Cute. No, <laughs> I did not pay the sixty five dollars. I made it myself. <laughs> I went to Aldi, and I was like, "Bitch, yes, yes, yes." yes. But let That's me also totally tell fine. you what I did not order is a ham from Honey Big Ham <gasps> because Louise, those, those bitches are sixty dollars. <laughs> like a oh, quarter. Well, yeah. I didn't know this. No one told me this. <laughs> oh, and so, and so Bane, you know, partner and I were like, oh, this will be great. We'll just put it as a thing to order because he was like, I can't do a turkey and a ham all on the same day. So we have to give, you know, we have to give something up. So I was like, yeah. oh, perfect. We'll do the ham. Then we log into honeybakedham.com or whatever the <laughs> website is. And it's $60. And he was like, Damn. no, I'll just, we'll go to Harris Teeter, buy a ham and we'll. <laughs> We'll put it in the oven. So we cooked it the night before. Oh, That's let me, hilarious. Okay. Also, fun fact about me. I don't cook Thanksgiving dinner. I make the charcuterie board. So he <laughs> cooked it the night before. Yeah. <laughs> and was the one really cooked. And he stayed up till three in the morning. Stop on Stop it. Or I guess Thursday Stop morning. it. Not to bake the ham, but because uh, uh, we. Uh, the turkey? No, not the turkey. Oh, God. What was it? The cookies. He was making cookies. Wait. Okay. Like, cookies. Cook it, you know what? Muffins. I take forever to make cookies. Yes, yes. The dessert. No, so, cute. so uh, he also made like pumpkin puree. Like we had pumpkin. Oh, he, he made was, it. He made puree, like pumpkin. Oh puree shit! To, like, okay, that's put impressive. In, put in like muffins. I think that's why it took a little bit longer. Okay. To do all that. So, but yeah, that was that was good. And then, um, things you know that Thanksgiving uh came and went. I um. We did inadvertently did Black Friday shopping, which we didn't mean to do because we need to go get cat food. But we're like, oh, there's a Kohl's next door. Let's go to Kohl's. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone was out and about. So mm-hmm. we ended up getting a Ninja Blender during oh Black Friday. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Because it was 50% off. Yeah. Yes. Aww, I bought a robe, cute. a bathrobe. So now yes, I have robe. Yeah, yes. So now I'm like very fancy. Um, Is it a silk fun. robe? Or oh, no, robe? I wish. I almost bought a Fenty Beauty or Fenty Savage. Oh robe, my god! But I think as we talked about a couple weeks ago, they make you sign up for a VIP thing, and I'm like, oh, that's right, that's this right, is that's too right. much. I was like, this is too much. Um, yeah, I ended up getting a new coat. We ended up buying an advent calendar for the cat. Oh, that's cute. Um, <laughs> well, let me take it one step further. We made a TikTok account for our cats. 
Oh my um, gosh. You can see uh, our cats at Twister, period, and period. Me, <laughs> if you'd like to follow us on the talk tick. Um, <laughs> bitch, there's been so much stuff. Okay, so this will be the last thing, but uh, well, so two things. So Thanksgiving came and went, Black Friday came and went. And then I was just in Chicago most recently for uh, my friend Carly's, uh, Carly and David's wedding. Carly is my friend from high school. But Aww. remember how, when did I go home for 4th of July? Remember how back then I said my parents, it's interesting always going to my parents' house because they don't have like the same amenities, like the streaming services and all that stuff. <laughs> yes. But you know what they had? They had the Peacock app. You want to know what oh. I started watching? The, the office. office. Ah! I started watching The Office. So I'm like, what else is on Peacock? I don't know. <laughs> I, run, I got to season three, the beginning of season three, yeah! if you can believe it. So like in two, in a oh, one and a half days. Trying. Well, I also had like nothing, not nothing to do. I, I hate saying that, but like, I was kind of like just hanging out and just like, okay. like in my parents living. You room, could consume. Like, <laughs> could consume. Yeah. And they go so quick. That's true. Let me say two things really quickly at that <laughs> So the first thing I want to, I want to punch Michael Scott, basically every other episode. Yes. That, well, let me yep. say three things. So that okay. uh-huh. two, <laughs> this show would not survive in 2021. It would get absolutely not to tread. Jim and absolutely Pam is the not. only reason I watch the show. And that's all I want to say. Okay. Jim and Pam though, for real. That's it. What? Okay. So <laughs> then I have to you remember season three. This is the first, Didn't this he? Is the first two. Okay. This is the first two seasons. So end of season two, spoiler warning, end of season two, Jim confesses his feelings for Pam. They kiss. Oh, at the party. He transfers. Yeah. He transfers. But yes. let me tell you though. Oh my gosh. It is so <laughs> fucking funny. It is funny. It makes me laugh. It is so funny. I love watching Mindy Kaling and BJ Nova. Yes. Yes. In season one, the, or I think it's beginning of season two, but the Dundies. <laughs> That yes. episode is so funny, but the most iconic quote, and I'm going to use it forever and ever, is when Pam says, I can feel God in this Chili's tonight. <laughs> Funniest fucking thing ever. It is so funny. And then, of course, I remember that you watched The Office, and I was like, <laughs> I want to know. I was like, one, I want to, in an offline conversation, I want to know why Shatrice loves this show so much, because I'm like, okay. I just keep watching it because <laughs> You're it's like, there. And uh-huh. it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice thing to, like, I love, uh, so I got really used to when I was at my parents to like watch an episode before bed. So it's kind of a nice, mm-hmm. good wind down show, right? You can watch like two Absolutely. episodes Absolutely. and then go to sleep. But I'm like, I really, at this moment, <laughs> I'm only watching it for Jim and Pam, but season three, that's not really them. So like, I don't know why I keep watching it at this point. It just, just I'm going to watch it. I'm going to finish it yes. because I'm like, I've started because, it. So now yes. I'm about to finish it. But yeah, because yeah. yeah, it doesn't even, yeah. It goes in some directions, but Uh, you know, quick tangent on The Office. So yes, I was like, literally when they took The Office off of Netflix, I was like, does this mean I have to, am I gonna have to pay for Peacock? I was like, no, Shatrice, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And literally one day I was like, like not itching or feening like a drug addict, but I was like, (laughs) there's something missing. Like, what do Uh, I, like, what is it that I want to watch? And I was like, oh, fuck. So I was about to go pay for Peacock just to watch The Office. But thankfully they do like a free cock. I just you do love a good free cock. <laughs> yes. Um, and so you can watch it. It just has commercials in it. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I don't even watch it like as much now because there are commercials, uh-huh. but it's nice to just have it as an option. I oh, did so you pay for it like a monthly thing? No, 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 no. So you can you on your phone or you know, whatever can download Peacock for free now and watch mm. like a selection of things. And so, like, I can't remember if it's every single episode of the office or 
Okay, um, if it's minutes. selected episodes yeah. and then they just include commercials in it. And so, yeah. and that's in the free version. And I was like, you know, I've seen every episode of the office like 10 million times. So it doesn't matter. Like I don't have to watch them in order necessarily. And mm-hmm. so I, like, I'll just play, put that on. However, once again, I was itching for my uh, sitcom, not sitcom, but my script. Shit. What was I itching for? I don't know. I was just itching for TV. <laughs> Apparently. Um, I just want to disclaimer. I've not, physically been itching for anything but um I don't know why that's the only way I can describe how I feel but so one of my traditions this time of year it literally starts around Thanksgiving maybe like the week before Thanksgiving all throughout Christmas or December is I start watching the holiday baking championship like that is like my thing like oh, great every oh. you just named a different show <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay. no the show I said was the show I was talking about. No. So, so the holiday baking championship is like, that oh. is the name of it. Um, I think it's like a food network, food TV, something or another, gotcha, gotcha. but it, it usually comes on Hulu. But now that fucking discovery plus has snatched up every HGTV and food network show. Nothing's available on oh. Hulu. And I'm like these streamings, like we're eventually just going to be like, opting in. We're going to go back to cable eventually. Yeah, it's basically going to be cable. Um, But anyway, they were doing a Black Friday sale where it was 99 cents for the first three months. And I was like, (gasps) oh, sign me the fuck up. Yes. I was like, I will watch every season of Holiday Baking Championship. And I tried to make a Yule Log or a Bouche de Noel as it is called in France. Um, It did not taste great. But we're going to try again. I'm very inspired. So I'm happy for that. And I will say me and Spicy White, he has totally indulged me um, because post Thanksgiving is when I do the tree and start watching Christmas movies and holiday movies and things like that. And I try to start like looking for black and brown characters in all the Hallmark movies. Usually there's yes, maybe yes. one in the background, but but they've gotten better. And so he has been very kind. I'm like, we have to watch a Christmas movie at least like every other day. Oh, <laughs> so, that's so cute. So we've been watching like, uh, did you know T and Tamara, they still, they, they never stop acting. Like they always have a job. Like yeah. they are in all these Hallmark little, you know, made for TV movies. And so it's just been really cute, really fun. Um, cuties, we had talked pre Thanksgiving, um, November break about uh, me and Bay going to Asheville, which happened. That was oh, a time. Yes, yes. yes. And actually, um, I think you said this and I feel like people say this and I can confirm that people are true and right when it comes to the food of Asheville. It's actually really good. Mm-hmm. We went to Rocky's chicken. Did y'all go to Rocky's chicken? No, that was on the list. It's definitely for Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause every time I say that Rocky's chicken to someone who brings up Asheville, they're like, Oh, Rocky's chicken is my favorite. I was like, okay, good girl. That's where we went. And yes, there was a line outside the door. Thankfully, once we got up, we were inside, but I was willing and poor, poor Bay. Like he was like, all this for some chicken. I said, yes, we yes, will be doing all this. Yes. I was like, now I'm not going to wait like two hours to go eat at old Charlie's or some shit, but right. I am going to wait however long I need to wait to experience like a local restaurant that's like well-known and like known for good food and stuff like that. And so apparently um, he pointed out that, that this trip was very chicken themed. I didn't realize that. Um, but- <laughs> 
I still don't but see a problem. No problem. I, look, I was like, okay, because child, we, they sent us one day, all I wanted was wings, right? And so they got wing spots or whatever. And that was like truly a whole adventure that I'll tell you offline in, mm-hmm. within itself. Um, but basically we ended up in the hood and I was like, I know this chick <laughs> is gonna be good. <laughs> like we're in the hood. Like this is great. <laughs> in the passenger seat, like just get my chicken wings, get my chicken wings. <laughs> I was like, babe, don't look at me. Right. And like he like, of course, fucking peeks over and he was like, Oh, okay, I guess you were hungry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't want these wings all chicken fucking wings, day. Eating wings is like a sign of true love in front of someone because it's it's not it, pleasant. It, it's not cute. I wouldn't no. suggest it for a first date. There's no way to eat that pretty. There's no way to eat it with your with like utensils other than your hands. Yeah. And I can't help if the chicken bone is like at, then like everyone's at risk Girl, of getting and I, go, I go in with like the wings i'm like i'm in that bone i'm like yeah. the te- like i leave that clean i chew bone. clean yeah. suck that bone thank dry. you yeah thank you I, you this is why we're friends because yeah like, that's, how know, like, that's how you maximize that's how you maximize okay one i'm getting my money's worth and who do i look like leaving chicken on the bone like i just oh, no. We don't do that. Like I wasn't raised the price that of way. Chicken, the price of chicken has gone up. So you're, you're getting, yes. you're truly getting your money's worth. Exactly. So it was a cute little time. We got some Christmas ornaments and oh, little, like we got this one at Biltmore. Oh. So cute. Oh, that's so adorable. Yeah. Is that your all's um, first official, um, what do you call it? First official ornament, couple ornament? Is that, is that Well, technically we, we got two. He picked out this oh. one and I picked out the hot cocoa one, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, it's our first little one. And so we came back and then it was like hectic, like ridiculous, like so overwhelming to catch up from the break because I took a week off, which, you know, technically meant I took like three days off and it's like the whole fucking world just didn't know what to do. And so I came back to a lot of work and stuff with school finals projects and things like that. And so that's why we didn't record last week, cuties, because it was doing the most. And by it, I mean, life, school and everything. Yeah. Um, but so Which I'm we, happy hey, to we be promise, on the other side. We promised at the beginning of top five that we were just gonna, we knew that it was gonna be a busy time. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for and riding it, with us. Yes, it certainly has been. And so I'm just happy to be on the other side of that. Um, it's December. We I've pulled out my <laughs> Louise. You are familiar with these. I pulled out my pre-wrapped Christmas gifts yes. that go under I the still, tree. I still have mine from like, <laughs> so we don't have a Christmas tree this year because of the kitten. The kitten um, is just gonna fuck it up and we don't need it to die. Uh, we don't need them <laughs> to die, but we still have our pre-wrapped because I got the idea from you. Yeah, from last year. We have a very tiny tree, like a just like a small two footer one that you can get at like target for $5. That's our, yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. Y'all at least figured something out, but yes. Yeah, so I'm, so we have the tree up, but I realized we have neglected um, a, a little decor project that I want to do that would be going behind the tree. So right now the tree still yeah. make it and like, we'll dress it up probably this weekend, but yeah. So anyway, we're in full holiday mode now. So excited. I also love hearing that you are in, I feel like all my friends who are millennials and homeowners, I feel like they enter this phase of like, they just have like, like they just keep having projects at home to do. They're like, I'm going to update this room. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I love that you are in that phase because I feel (laughs) like 
that is like, that is what you do. Like your creativity, your design, your planning, like you're just going to always be able to use that. Whereas me, I'm like, God, this room, I've been wanting to put stuff on it. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but it's okay. But I I feel like, I feel like when you're a homeowner, like that's like part of the job is you just always have little projects to do. And I just, I love that for you. I thank you. And I don't even know that I love it all that much. Like, cause I said, like when the renovations, I was like, I'm not going to be one of those homeowners who always have the house project going on. I need to get this shit done. Yeah, no, all of that is trash. My favorite thing, my favorite thing. The person who has stuff. Question for the season. What holidays are we celebrating this week? Let me tell you, there wasn't too much going on um, this time <laughs> in December. Apparently Hanukkah ended last week, which I was like, damn, yes. Hanukkah used to be like Christmas Eve and now it's not. So there's that. Um, but is but this week, yes, will that be in this week? Um, well, actually, no, yes. it'll be the day before this comes out. So uh-huh. Sunday, December 12th, is National Gingerbread House. And the reason why I picked that up is because also Shatrice and a couple is Shatrice doing, um, creating all sorts of just traditions. <laughs> like, well, yeah. not gingerbread houses specifically, but like, I'm just like, okay, now this is a thing we have to do. And <laughs> I thought, <laughs> and we went to, me and the girls went to, um, this like light show park thing the mm. other day, excuse me, up the mountain. And we thought they had a gingerbread display. We were like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, like me and Bay have to make a gingerbread house. Cause I'm like, yes, it's something that technically I could do by myself. But then like, what do I do? Eat it? Like, what do I right. like? I don't know. <laughs> it's just not y'all, the same. You, yes, y'all are so, <laughs> y'all slash you are so much better at being the, um, what's what I'm looking for the catalyst in like doing the cute things. Yes. I'm like, Oh, if we get to it, great. If not, like it is, <laughs> it is also fine. Like I that think I him. have this like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I think I have this like idealized version of myself that I'm like, does the cutesy wootsy things. And I'm like, the reality is that's going to take energy. <laughs> like we bought. Oh, well also also tip. Oh, I don't know if y'all's target sells, but target, we got a gingerbread house, a target thing, like a gingerbread house, like a kit. Like a kit thing. I don't know if that's okay. Like yeah, we'll probably have to do but, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we bought one a couple of weeks ago because we're like, oh, look, we're gonna do it at some point. And I feel yeah. like we, the way that we both are, <laughs> and the way that we feed into each other's like, I don't know, neuroses or just kind of like vibe is like we literally have to like talk about it and plan it, like <laughs> really think through when this is gonna happen, um, or else it'll just pass yeah. us by. and yes if I allowed it it would pass us by but that's why you're the anchor in that way I think that's cute you know and literally I told him today because I was driving home from work and I heard this um commercial for this things is this uh this event it's called the Dickens and I've been talking about the fucking Dickens since like October Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he was like what the fuck is that and so I heard an app for it and like it's literally this week and so I was like Bay, bring your calendar in. We have things to put on the calendar. calendar. Yes, 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 yes. Like, so I, I, but I, you know how I am. I just love stuff like that. And so yeah. it's super cute. And I know what I'm going to miss. Your activity, it, your activity base. I mean, we've always, we've always talked about that. Yeah. And I, yes. I think I definitely, well, I don't know. I, I mean, an, uh, another thing to eventually talk about at some point, but I guess I think I assumed that I was going to be a more of an activities-based person, mm. but either because of COVID or what have you, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I guess I do. I think my activity can be like, let's go food and theater, right? Like, let's do food Yeah, and of course. Like, like, to do something major, I'm like, oh my God, that 
<laughs> that takes planning. That takes talking through. <laughs> Agreement. Agreements. Yes. Checking in. And yeah. So. Yes. It's. It's. It. Yes. Thank you. We we've been having fun for sure. And so. I, I just put on here also National Dingling Day. I didn't even look up what that means. Is that sexual? I don't know. And so maybe it is, maybe it's not. And so get you some dingling if you want to on Sunday, December 12th, or whatever a dingling is for you. Maybe it's a hot Isn't that dog. A song? Dingling. Oh, like Christmas. Hear them ring. Soon it will be Christmas. Oh, it's, day. oh okay. It's about sex. Dingling. No. it's i don't know what it is it's it's you're right it's december 12th Uh, (laughs) what is it national dingling day is one of those uniquely american inventions it's sort of a two-for holiday where you touch base preferably by phone hence the playful reference to dingling or dingling uh dingling with like ring ring yeah I'm dingling. Oh, I've never heard that. Who? Nobody. Okay. Basically touching base with family or friends you may have lost track with during the year. You also okay. get a free pass to just be a little bit weird for the day. National Dingling Day always takes place on December 12th. But you think of it as a second, but you can think of it as a second Halloween. I, I don't know. What? what? Okay. Well, that yeah, just went left. Yeah. But I'm happy for the first part of that definition or explanation which is that you know reach out to people who you've lost contact with do not say dingling to them um because that's not a sound that a <laughs> phone makes <laughs> right i'm like dingling, it's me. <laughs> i'm actually gonna call you on december 12th thank you <laughs> say dingling just dingling. say dingling <laughs> but yes so that's what's going on this week Recording cutie shout out Louise. Who are we shouting out this week? Yes. So obviously I talked about the wedding. So shout out. Um, I love that both of these talk cuties. Yes. So well, okay. So like I said, my friend Carly, who I've known since we were since I was a junior in high school, since she was a freshman in high school, she got married this past weekend. She had to push her wedding several times. Mm-hmm. Um, but like because she was taking into consideration like COVID and people's safety, which I'm so appreciative of. Um, mm-hmm. and she finally had her and her husband had gotten already married, and you know, they did the whole thing once their first wedding date didn't happen. So this was just uh, kind of the, okay. the you the know, the, the celebration, the ceremony the reception, which was sure. super cute. And let me tell you, so I have not been to too many weddings. I would say maybe I've been to maybe like eight or 10, not that many, but let me tell you, this is a top three wedding, if not the top spot for a couple different reasons. One, amazing food from the venue, which is always hit or miss. But let me tell you, I don't know who was back there, who was seasoning their stuff the right way. (laughs) But so I had the steak. The salad was good. It was like a good dressing. It was amazing. Bitch, the venue put on a show. They had a champagne walk. And then they made like roasting uh, banana and foster or whatever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Banana (laughs) and. Banana and Foster. I don't know. Banana and Anna Kendrick Smith Foster. Yes. But then yes, they came yes. out and they did a little show with some pit bull in the background. Bitch, it felt like I was on a cruise. It was the most amazing yes, thing. Carnival cruise. So that was thing two. The first thing. Oh my gosh. And then the thing three. I okay. I didn't realize. <laughs> I've never paid attention to this at weddings, but um, 
but uh, they inter they interlaced, interspaced. They basically spaced out the speeches really well during the reception. Oh, so like okay, not okay. everyone did it at the front or at the end. It was like one speech happened before the first course. One speech That's happened nice. during the main. They like interspersed it so great. The speeches were wonderful, like perfect timing, oh. the right jokes. I was like, this oh. is a wonder. Like it was, it was beautiful. Like you know, because you have pictures. Like, I don't because I was like, there's a photographer. I'll, but like yes. the, it was just great. I was speeches like, are is, speeches are also hit or miss. Speeches are also hit or miss, but like it was a cute story. Um, and Aww. then the groom had two. I think they called them co-best mans because of his two brothers. And um, like it was like a forty-five second, maybe like a minute, two and a half minute speech. It was yes, like beautiful yes. thing. And the muse or and the MC. Uh, the MC who was also the DJ was also really good like got people's names right had that certain Yay. inflection of just like it was it was truly like a top three wedding if not the top wedding so Yay. two favorite things that they had that I always like that I okay so fun fact about me when I go to weddings I'm always like what are things I like about this wedding that I want to incorporate into my mm-hmm. oh absolutely yes. absolutely so I would say the fifth thing that was really amazing about this wedding is I had a late night snack which I'm always pro yes. late night snack yes and yes. because we're in Chicago shout out to the Midwest um, but because we're in Chicago it was Chicago style hot dogs so like iconic oh, yes so it had like the tomato the onion the the um what's it called the sport pepper the mustard the ketchup don't put ketchup on your hot dog but like it was just <laughs> amazing um I, oh also interestingly another thing that I liked that they did as soon as they entered fun fact they entered their um I forget what it's called the entrance uh into the reception as like yeah mm-hmm. was to the mm-hmm. office theme song which was really oh, cute oh, it was very cute, that's cute. And I, as soon as they walked in they cut the cake which I thought was really great oh like even before but, dinner yeah so they didn't serve oh, the cake but they just cut it before it was like again I just thought they were so efficient with their time mm, and like mm-hmm. it did not because I've also been at weddings where I'm like oh my god when's like the next thing gonna happen <laughs> yeah but like it just, just was beautifully here. spaced out with time mm-hmm. um I think oh what's the last thing I was gonna say oh oh my gosh so this is the last <laughs> thing I'll say about this wedding I love being back in the Midwest because Midwest accents iconic Chicago accents iconic also, I forgot about, did they have Myers in Ohio or is this a, just a, like Illinois yeah. thing? Bitch, I Meyer, so. life-changing. I love a good <laughs> Meyer. It is a bougier Target, fantastic like fashion. Oh, they had okay, like discounted. Okay. Anyway, so I <laughs> love being back in the Midwest. I miss the Midwest. <laughs> the accents were great. Um, this was my first wedding during COVID. So like that oh, was yeah. just really interesting being like in a you flew? large social flu. Yeah, I flew mm-hmm. large social gathering. So that was really like, that was just really like kind of just a, like, whoa, I haven't done this uh, before. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It was great. Um, the breakfast the next day was like amazing. Who is? Yes. Know, was oh, wait, was that a part of the wedding experience? So they, so they called it a farewell breakfast. I, I, okay. I've been mm-hmm. to those, I've been to those types of things before where like the, it, it's not, it's basically a, meal or something the next day but with a smaller mm-hmm. group kind of like a mm-hmm. yeah like a yep, rehearsal yep, yep. dinner part two I guess almost right so they invited a smaller group of folks I like the family right so it's like the family sure. the, bridal, the bridal party the groom party um and you know they do like, that on merit at first sight <laughs> okay for those yeah. who watch that like, oh that's that's cute I was like I think I like other, that the- so 
when I tell you, Louise, one of my least favorite parts about weddings is during that goddamn reception where the DJ says, here's a microphone and it's fucking open call. (gasps) And anyone, yes, and anyone with a thought, (laughs) an unfunny joke and a horrible anecdote to tell gets on up or grandma who doesn't know anything about timing and she stays up there and she pauses and she's up there for 10 minutes and nobody knows what the fuck she's talking about. I have explicitly said, maybe just to myself, I'm going to say this out loud to the cuties, but on the record, I will not let anyone on the mic whose speech hasn't been approved by me or who I haven't requested to speak. Like, I just don't want anyone getting on because that's not everyone's strength, right? And I'm like, I don't know why we need everyone to like give me a shout out like at my reception. Like, like, sit down. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I think too, like, again, like everyone who made speeches had like wonderful like delivery like they yes were comfortable I making a speech. love good speeches and like even yeah it was it was so like truly like I have no, I have no idea all the behind the scenes stuff but whoever just did what they needed to do got it done and it was amazing but yeah like same I can't, actually I remember now a wedding where they there was kind of something like that and I was like this feels no <laughs> uh so, I've been to yeah. at least two where that's happened and I'm like yeah take, someone take the mic like i'm yeah. trying to eat like stop but anyway also, i'm glad you had a great time and speaking of weddings and unions yes. courting cuties i feel like you know maybe it was because of us i'm not really sure i'm gonna take the credit <laughs> <laughs> our season one of our season four guests rachel um, who definitely go back and check out her episode, just got engaged to her boo, Nora, and they're so cute. And they had little, um, they had like a little photo shoot and they had shirts that said like engaged, but like G-A-Y. G-A-Y. And so I was like, adorable. I know, adorable. And I know that was Nora's idea. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I feel like this is very on brand for her. And so um, me and Rachel went to grad school together. And so she was texting the texting us and like letting us know. And I was, you know, doing congrats and stuff like that. And so I texted her separately and I was like, okay, my wedding gift to you, should you so choose, is that I will offer my event planning <gasps> services free Chatrice, of charge. that's so nice of you. Yes. Wow. I was I like, mean, but someone yeah. fucking take me up on this offer. <laughs> Oh, I'm wait. ready to oh plan a God. fucking wedding. Did yes. she take it up? So she, take you up on it? she was like, I was thinking about asking you. And so I was like, oh, just let me so know. Like, oh my however God, much. Cry. <laughs> oh my God. Also, let me tell you, me at this wedding, at Carly's wedding, saw start crying. Were you really? I, were you really? I was because one, COVID has made me emotional. Oh, sure. Two, like being in a relationship and like feeling all the love and like you get all the fucking things. That they, I was like, <laughs> fuck, God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> Thing after love vows. <laughs> I do love when people have really good vows. But yes. back to Rachel, so, that is yes. amazing that she. Oh, that's so. That honestly is so nice of you, my friend Natalie, who's also engaged. Congrats to Natalie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is the season of engagements. But yes, uh, my friend yes. Natalie, who's also engaged, like she has kind of, she's been so blessed and like. I really love a community wraparound approach when it comes mm-hmm. to weddings of like people just mm-hmm. being like, Hey, I can like my friend Natalie also has someone who's like very much an event planner and mm-hmm. he is going to be like her day of coordinator. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, like mm-hmm. the day mm-hmm. of go-to person. Like, another put on friend the is like, yeah. Another friend is like, 
gonna all like offer to tailor dress like just it's I love when Damn, people do that wow. I never I've never thought to like offer something because I'm always monetarily oh my gosh so funny anybody else getting married any other congratulations uh, so congratulations in a way so uh my friend Carla according cutie shout out to her so we caught up I had not seen Carla since we traveled to the UK and Spain in March 2019 which mm-hmm. is so wild that we had not seen each other in two and a half years but she is uh, newly like boot up so I'm like oh yay like and she is so exciting or she's sorry she is so excited um and it's really really great um just to kind of catch it was really great to catch up with her really great to see her kind of be affirmed in my own like wellness journey she did teach me a new term which I like was like oh I don't know if Chatrice has heard about this but have you heard about kitten fishing Okay, because I was like, she bought a cat? Like, I was very no. So not like catfishing, but kitten fishing. So kitten fishing, and you can Children. Google it. We should talk about it. No. So kitten okay. fishing is specifically a dating term where, let's say you set up your Tinder or your whatever, your profile, the photos aren't representative of, they're you, but they're not like you, you, if that makes sense. Whereas like catfishing, you're pretending to be a whole other person. Sure. Kitten fishing is like, maybe- um don't do like a full body maybe you like beat your face and like that's just like all you want like so so this idea or you wear a fitted cap if you're a a guy right right like so I was like oh so we should definitely do an episode on kitten fishing like I think that I had not heard that's very common Yes. I've never heard of it either, but as you described yes. it, I'm like, oh, yes, people do that shit yeah. all the time. And you like, Google it, you, that, and there's articles. That one it. time I went hiking. Look at me, loving nature. Loving nature. Um, yes. Well, speaking of lovey div div and, and relationships and all of that good stuff, I feel like Louise and I have alluded to this like all season that we are going to hop into the waters of interracial dating, the the pool of, I don't know what I'm trying to say. We're going to hop into interracial dating. <laughs> and so we have done that, um, but we certainly wanted to talk about it on the podcast. But there was this article that came out in the New York Times about a month ago, a little under a month ago, and it is just very interesting. Louise, you shared it with me and you said that Twitter was all a buzz about it. Yes. So the title of this article was, Do You Hide Your True Self While Dating? And whoever this lovely um, writer was interviewed a couple of Black folks who had things to say about their response to that question. Like, do you show up as your true self? Do you hide your true self? Um, and yeah, I just wanted to share that with you and the cuties today, Louise, and get your thoughts on it. And we can just kind of go from there. And so, um, first up, the first person they had, and I read most of her, mostly her story. I think this was her anyway. So her name is Remy, which is so funny because the only thing I think of when I think of Remy is either Remy Ma (laughs) or Remy hair, which is used by black people. So I just think of black stuff, but you know, and she is black. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's appropriate. So anyway, so on her first date with her current boyfriend, tax attorney, Remy Ma, no, just kidding, Remy, <laughs> whatever her last name was, um, in D.C., arrived wearing box braids concealed that concealed her natural afro. Six months would pass before she let her boyfriend see her kinky coils. We're just going to stop right there, Louise. Um, <laughs> so what are your thoughts about 
Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, let me say this one piece too. So her boyfriend was like, I definitely noticed the first time she took her braids out. And I remember her being very concerned about how I would feel. Um, and that's what her boyfriend said. And she said that like straightening her hair since childhood reinforced the idea that her natural hair was not enough. And she was pleasantly surprised that her boyfriend had a positive response basically at her Afro. So yes. Yeah, so what are your kind of thoughts about that? Yeah. Um, well, and I'll totally fully own my lack of knowledge around like black hair texture and like all the things that go into it. So for mm-hmm. me, I also think of like a process. I'm like, how much does it take to put in like box braids to conceal like Five your to six hours. Right. So I'm like, even just the process of doing that in order to conceal, I'm like, holy cow. Like, yeah. I also, I think too, it's a commitment. It's a commitment. I also think too, like, I don't know if in the article talked about how they met, whether it was through a friend or through an app, but I'm like, I also feel like if it was through an app where someone saw your photo, like right. you've only been sharing particular kinds of photos of yourself. Because I Maybe. feel like- Maybe, you, you talk about kitten the, fishing. Yeah, I don't know if you talked about this on the pod, but I feel like you've talked about before about being really, like you, Shatrice, have talked about being very- um, selective in a good way of like the different types of photos you show oh yeah and also like your different your different hair like the different way that you wear your hairstyle your hair and like Mm -hmm. all the different styles that you have and so this just feels really interesting and and I have more questions (laughs) for Miss Remy so my and so it didn't say how they met and so perhaps we should assume right that he hadn't already seen her in her braids or that she truly wears like she shows up on dating sites as like someone with braids which is you know fine right. whatever um but I'm just like six months sis I can barely keep box braids in for a month so maybe that's just me. oh I forgot <laughs> about that. Yes, six yeah months. Wow. So that means you either kept in raggedy braids which she probably didn't do she probably just took them out and immediately got them done again which is like oh you didn't let your hair breathe and two I'm like sis were you always dating white men like I like because I I, that's what I wonder because for me I think (laughs) and before we started recording I asked Spicy White I was like why was my hair on our first date like what did I do to it he was like um and I was like and I didn't expect you to fully remember what my hair was looking like (laughs) but he was like I knew it wasn't embraced and I was like okay see I I mean shit this is the way the hair this is the way my hair grows out of my head. So like, if I right. don't have braids, you're going to see the zhuzhiest best version of my natural hair in its natural state. And I guess I never thought about, even if I was going to wear box braids, it's not really for the partner that I'm dating. Like it's for right. me, usually, honestly, it's for an event. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, sometimes I do want to have like a different look, a longer oh, yeah. look for an event. And that's, look, that's just my zhuzh. But yeah, I just, you know, it is. I just think it's unfortunate that she she felt like she had to hide herself physically. And then she goes on to say, um, or the author, the writer goes on to say, hair isn't the only thing that Miss Barnell uh, said she has toned down when getting to know someone who isn't black. She won't play soul music, wear clothes that don't expose her curves, and avoids using accurate. African-American vernacular English, commonly known as Ebonics or AABE, um, in conversations. She said, I also wore my Birkenstocks with my first date with Ben, which I had never wear on a first date with a non-white man. And I'm like, wow, girl, the hair was, I, in fact, one thing. 
yeah but this this whole like this like appearance and like being really thoughtful around how you show up and I I will say I the immediate thing that I also think about is I I do think as for me as like a queer person queer person of color I am very aware of the spaces that I'm in and how I show up and how I present myself like I'm very hyper aware of my environment oh absolutely but I feel like mostly in the work setting, right? In the professional setting, like when it comes to relationships, I fe- I actually did not really think about any of that when I was dating someone. Now I'm sure eventually mm. we'll talk about our personal experiences and in interracial mm-hmm. dating, but I did have a little bit of moments like that right at the beginning. But um, but I so I can understand being hyper aware, so hyper aware that you oh yeah like you need to like uh, surveillance yourself. But I always think of it in the context of the work setting, less in personal things like dating and relationships. Well, because, you know, I think for folks like us, perhaps it's like it's one thing to have to code switch, to have to change the game up, to have to play the game, police yourself at work. But then to do that in your personal life as well, it's like, okay, well, when do you actually get to just be yourself? And it's funny because where she took this approach of kind of hiding her blackness I was (laughs) I was very much on the opposite end of the spectrum I was like okay I feel like I need to show up hella black to this spicy white man because I need him to know I mean obviously like this is who I am and like obviously I'm brown right but I, I think I've said this before like I never wanted him to think or feel like I was just a darker version of the white women that he's dated. And I don't even know how to like further elaborate on that. I'm just like, I do want you to know that you are dating a black woman and all that it means Mm -hmm. to date someone who is black. Like it just, it comes with different things. Like even in everyday stuff, like it, you know, stuff comes up. So do you think also part of it might be um, like, racial saliency so right like you are very Mm. firm in who you are as a black woman and in your black identity that like you wanted to make sure that that was very much communicative communicated 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 (laughs) communicated communicated to him right like and i and yeah that's part of it and I feel, you know, I don't know, I, it's been years that I've said a black identity development, but like, mm-hmm. I also feel like a part of what falls into racial saliency is like confidence in who you are with your racial identity mm-hmm. in all aspects of your life. And it sounds like for this person, there's something in their racial saliency journey, their acceptance, they're pushing back against their internalized racism. Like mm-hmm. they're still catering to mm-hmm. how others see them right where because yeah yeah. because here's the thing that I mean a lot of this is problematic right and uh, problematic in a very like unfortunate way that like marginalized people have to feel like they have to assimilate to whatever but it's it also ends up being really interesting because like she was like well I wore Birkenstocks and I would never wear Birkenstocks around like a non-white guy but girl who's this like being black doesn't mean you have to fit in this box, right? Yeah. Like you can be black and wear Birkenstocks. You can be black and wear Chucks and Tims right. and stilettos. I don't fucking know. Other shoes, other shoes, other shoes. Ah, <laughs> uh, shopping. I need to go shopping. Um, but yeah, like you can be black and that can mean 
anything. Mm-hmm. Like you can make it mean whatever you want to make it mean. Right. But you've now decided that being black means that you don't do things like wearing Birkenstocks or you can't do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, maybe that's just who you are, sis. And that's okay right. too. Though I will say, and this is just a general like life thing i do always feel a little weird when i play songs that have the n-word in it in front of non-black people well in front of non-people of color that i like don't know you know yeah so <laughs> it's not like i think that spicy white is like gonna start like rapping <laughs> the lyrics because he is not um yeah. but i'm always like I never, I, I will say, like, I don't notice, like, the use of the mm-hmm. N-word as much until I'm around, like, oh, white yeah. people, well, you because, know? It's like... Because it's also, you don't want, I could imagine you also don't want them to feel like it's also an invitation in any capacity. Exactly. Right. Exactly. This is just music I'm More listening to. We don't right. gotta sing to it along. You don't <laughs> have to sing to it you along. You better not sing along, all right? right? And yeah. thankfully, Spicy White never knows who these artists are. Anyway. <laughs> they have really different. Well, uh, and I also, and I also want to remind you. I don't know if you. I don't know if it's today. No, I think it was yesterday on the Instagram account. Oh my god! Reviewing, yes, I've been like reviewing, reviewing the episodes and just pulling like fun moments. Yes, and your iconic quote of like yes. dating is dating the culture, and I really do feel like you, you are, you know. I still think about that quote. It's so iconic, but it's kind of like related to this conversation. It's like, this is who you are. You are showing up in your identities. So mm-hmm. you are dating me. And therefore, like, this is the world you are going to step into. Honestly, I love when we are our own inspiration. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We say <laughs> like, good I'm shit. Very, we say good shit. I'm inspired by us. We're our own muses. Um, but yes, I like hardcore cackled at that. And I, I didn't repost that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> for sure because that was really funny but it is I mean it's 100% accurate and I and I have had moments that I've mm-hmm. admitted to before of where I'm like did I like need to press this issue as much like would I have if he was black like would I have right. said this or done this and like like earlier on, I feel like I thought more about things like that, but we've gotten into enough of a group where we know. And I will say I am a little proud of him because there's been a couple of times. Um, well, because there was I won't go into the whole detail of it, but there was one conversation that we had. I don't even remember when. And I was like, dating me kind of means you have to be pro black. Like you you need to be like pro like you need to be oh, yeah. anti racist like you need to fully never like you need to fully understand like black lives matter and not like fully understand like oh i read the literature but like you need to like just at least understand where that like that philosophy way of life literature mantra is coming from and like agree with it like you don't need to be like half-assing out here and you know we were just like talking about different things and i was like you know i i don't necessarily i can't necessarily speak to that now right we're still getting to know each other but I'm just saying this is an expectation because I think about, you know, my little futuristic brain turns on in that moment. Cause I'm like, what I will never, well, you know, I can't predict the future or whatever, but I, what I would hate is to have a black kid by someone who wasn't pro-black. Cause then I'm like, well, what are you going to do if something happens to your kid? And I don't want you to just be pro-black in those moments where it's like me or whatever. Like you need, like, this just needs to be an understanding that you have uh, as a part of your life. And I was like, you know, even, and I was like, well, cause we were like, you know, so what does that mean? What does that look like? Right. And I think, you know, I was like, well, you can think about like, what are the ways that like you've used your white privilege to like center someone who is on the margins to, 
support to provide space for to do like how have you used your white privilege for good because like we cannot like hopefully no one's denying that you have it right and I think you know it's obviously it can be challenging when you have other identities that are not as privileged and they're balancing but I'm like you we're all playing that balancing act like I mean it's just the reality of life right but I'm like we have to think about like you know how often are we trying to make sure that we support like local or black owned businesses or minority owned business. Like what are we doing to like, not just say it, but to be it and to To live it and money is always like something I can go to easily, but yeah. I feel like also too, for me, I hear that. And it's like, you, you, if you are a white person dating a person of color, like your world can't be colorblind or like non-racist mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. not the reality mm-hmm. for your partner yep. in our case it's yep. not reality for either of us like yep. we don't get that's we don't exactly get the it. option to opt out of well one this world but two to be perceived as people of color and all the things that come with it and so exactly you can't exactly, exactly live in this like oh well like race isn't a factor or like race isn't a thing like yeah well you should well and well sorry you shouldn't be able to say like, you know, race is not a factor. Race is not a thing. There's issues with the fact that you had to date like a person of color in order to realize that because that's, that's occurring anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, but you also can't be in a relationship and not acknowledge that. Exactly. And, you know, (laughs) sometimes I'm like, okay, like I'm going to have to push it and, you know, move towards some discomfort in this conversation because like yeah and I've said this before in regards to other things right like just being understood and being and feeling heard is like really important to me and I Mm -hmm. think Mm -hmm. on you know in the world that we live in like you can't not understand and I think we'll get into it a little bit more next week um I found this really great article on prevention.com and this um what was her name Christine prevention or prevention oh prevention sorry (laughs) pre sorry prevention.com um and uh slash sex slash relationships slash a three four x seven oh five now um and christine she i i was like oh this is really awesome i don't have to check out that website because she found not only interracial couples but like queer couples trans couples but like where someone like one person was trans like polyamorous and stuff like that and so we'll get into that next week but I think I was actually kind of surprised but then I like thought of like stuff that you say like just because you you know you have one marginalized identity which is like you being queer doesn't mean you're not racist (laughs) and I just and it's wild it's still wild because this person was not only queer they were trans and I'm like do we not? It goes back mm-hmm. to like the, we were talking before we got on about like just humanity. And I think that is where I'm at right now. So like, I, yes, I am pro-Black, which I'm like, hey, for uninformed, you know, listeners or, or folks, it doesn't mean I'm anti necessarily anything else. I mean, I am anti-white supremacy, which has a lot of implications for a lot of things. And I am, mm-hmm. you know, anti-patriarchy, but like, Generally speaking, me being pro-black doesn't mean that I'm like flipping off every white person. (laughs) Like it just doesn't mean. And like I think sometimes I'll just be honest, white people just want to take it all the way there, right? Like I can't. So I'm like, because you're saying I can't celebrate and love like being me and being who I am because what is not 
you? Like, it's like, you really have to ask those questions. Cause it's like, why, why do you feel anything about me saying I support my people? Like at right. one point, white people did that too. Right. It was like, no, I'm Italian, you German, I'm pro Italian, you know, like y'all right. done that too. It's just become this big melting pot. And so I don't know. Humanity is something that I've been sticking with or thinking a lot about in not even just in terms of race, but I'm like, we are, we are all human. And I, and I think that's just a good place for people to start in life generally. And I guess like in dating and stuff like that too, but it's like, we're all human. That's the one thing we have in common. Then after that, it gets, you know, hella diverse, but like, we're all human. So doesn't that mean you can have a little empathy. Doesn't that mean you can like try to understand someone's perspective and things like that? Because, um, you know, you're da- like, and I think may- maybe one day we'll not have the bays, but like some white listeners maybe that are in interracial relationships come on because I'd love to hear honestly from their perspective. Cause you know, we have our perspective where people of color right. who have decided to, you know, be in love with the whites or what have you. <laughs> and it's, it's an experience. I don't know. How would you describe like the experience of interracial dating, which you have way more experience than I do. Yeah. And so, yeah. I, I, yes, I have dated 568 white men. No. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast before, but it's what's coming to mind at the moment. I, I think that when I have courted, dated, whatever, like white men, it has never gone deeper than anything to mm. really get into mm-hmm. the racial part of interracial, um, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. been very surface level, right? Like, I mean, I mm. definitely have felt it out in terms of like political maybe I said this in the, pol- the politics of dating episode but I definitely have felt it out in terms of political affiliation right like I'm not going to sit across I'm not going to sit across the table I'm not going to jump into bed with a republican like right mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of like feel it out in that way but sure. I if I had to like stratify it it was more so along like what is our kind of like queer philosophy and do we align there mm-hmm. um, and less so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. less so on on race if that makes sense like it, it just didn't come up right I was just like oh like this is this is more prevalent to me in this moment but obviously in this relationship it's something that like came up right and for me so much of my own racial and ethnic identity is wrapped around like culture and food and the things I eat and the things I listen like that is what is re- like really ties me to like my culture and so not being afraid to like have that I also think too because my racial ethnic identity is also something that's very personal to me I'm mm. still trying to find the space for it in the relationship doesn't mean that it's mm. not there but I'm like oh mm-hmm. okay you know when it comes to things like um like a religious or spiritual tradition like how does that fit in the mm-hmm. context of this relationship and in particular this home that we've built together like what does that mm-hmm. what does that look like right when it comes to when it comes to things we watch, like how, mm-hmm, how am I mm-hmm. bringing up like, oh, we are watching the, we're watching more this as opposed to this. Like, how am I mm-hmm. diversifying mm-hmm. our own ways of, of moving through the world? And I think that is something that I want to be better at. Like I do it within my own self, right? Like I'm always, yeah. I'm always mostly like reading BIPOC stuff, consuming like BIPOC 
culture and literature. I don't mm-hmm. know if we always do it as well together. Um, and mm-hmm. that's something mm-hmm. that I'm still kind of like just trying to like to figure out because also too like this is this is a reality is most of the queer shit that I'm into like is uh, led by centers like white people right and Mm -hmm. so what does that mean when I want to consume things like an episode or a tv show right like I mean yes in the last five years has been such a huge amount of representation for queer people of color on television but that's still something that's relatively new right yeah and And huge is is yeah. nice of you right it's <laughs> progress right it's yes. progress but it's i mean i think the statistic is like less than one it's like something abysmal <laughs> yeah but i think also too like i mean it's also interesting because oh my god going back to the wedding thing i really have thought about frequently i'm like oh my god when when and if i get married and i invite all the people out and invite like it'll just be really interesting because mm-hmm. i like i have like the one phase of, and i think we've grown up in the same way i have the one phase of my life it was the suburban chicago kid who grew up around like mostly white kids then mm-hmm. grad school happened and i was like holy shit i'm a person of color and like <laughs> and, like bipoc people right and then came into my life and so there's this kind of very clear delineation just for phases of my life and i'm like oh i know that my wedding will be hella diverse and it'll, mm-hmm. like, it'll involve just a lot of diverse people, right? Um, and <laughs> Will your partner's family be like, well, what but that's is going well, And that's something, <laughs> to talk, that's something I kind of talk about too. And I don't know, like it's, it's also one of those like weird icky things, right? Like if my partner's family is like, uh, and I know that this is true, is like some, some people even within his own immediate family are like, not liberal like mm-hmm. am I gonna want like do I want I, it's just it's one of those weird things where I'm like shit like I really feel and again because I've just like grown up in mostly like white America and I've like that mm-hmm. was so long of my like cultural upbringing alongside like my Mexican identity it's just kind of mm-hmm. one of those things you don't talk about right so you just you show up at a wedding and people get drunk and people have a good time but I'm like <laughs> all it takes is for one someone to say one something and right but I, I but I think those are conversation pieces right where I'm like okay so sure you're gonna invite whoever you're gonna invite and they may not see things eye to eye with my friends but best believe if someone says something slick mm-hmm. thrown out like I that's just it like you know yeah you got, y'all no... gotta at least be respectful for a couple hours so. <laughs> like the bare minimum right I mean and it's also a queer yeah. wedding so like I mean <laughs> I, let me I, I'm talking like there's not queer conservatives but like right you know what I mean like y'all, but still but still like like it's like yeah. it's like if you're going to watch the wedded union commitment of two queer people shouldn't you maybe assume that like there's just gonna be some diversity maybe like mm-hmm. around in the space like if you were like uh, a newcomer just like oh Listen. it's my sister brother whoever yeah and bitch like this can be drag queens like I'm pretty sure a drag queen is gonna marry me too so like, <laughs> like, like a drag queen is gonna marry us perform so like perform. the right like I'm ceremony. sure that, I'm sure that is what's gonna happen so I'm like bitch this is already a queer as fuck wedding like yes if this actually you, I want if that to be on the invitation no I probably I'm like if this makes you uncomfortable you probably shouldn't attend right like exactly this is gonna be it and if it makes you uncomfortable that means I had an obligation to invite you but let me tell you something like on a tangent on weddings and obligations 
of which I feel none whatsoever. <laughs> and that is the freest, like, yeah. I feel no obligation to invite anybody to my wedding. Family, blood, kin, no kin, no, you just over here, somebody else's friend. The people I want to be around are the people yeah. I want to be around. And I don't want to be around other people on these types of special days. And it's funny. And I don't know if you've had this experience with the boo, but so, you know, we met on the mountain, which is a very white space. Like, it's just very white. Um, and so all the POC and the BIPOC, like, we just, we tend to find each other. And, like, yeah. literally in the last, like, couple of months, I would say maybe the last three months, at least once a month, someone's like, hey, Chatrice, there's this new Black woman starting. Hey, Chatrice, there's this new da 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 And I'm like, someone needs to be paying me for these networking services that I'm providing, but whatever, okay. All that to say, I'm like, okay, well, I am a gatherer of the BIPOC. Like, I'm just yeah. a gatherer of the people. And so as a result of there being so many, which is, I'm using air quotes because so many is not quite accurate. But as a result of the amount of new, like, Black faculty members, faculty staff, whoever, um, that have come to the area, I was like, you know what? I need to, like, put a little get-together together. And, of yeah. course, Tamara was like, oh, are you going to do, like, a Christmas? And I was like, a Christmas I was going to ask you. Dinner? No. Oh, yeah. But, yes. Uh, she was like, no, like like a little gab. I was like, you know what? Yes, I will do that. I will somehow spend the next seven days cleaning my house <laughs> to gather the blacks and call it a good time. Um, and so that's going to happen like next, next week. <gasps> oh, I was going to so, maybe visit you that week. Oh, yeah. Your name was on the list. <laughs> oh, perfect. But like for that event, it's like, okay, so what do I do? with spicy have you like had that um well uh no i haven't i haven't hosted like a bipoc anything most of my okay. friends are just people of color right so like <laughs> he's just been here like insane um, yeah so i mean i think i think like this is your partner i mean I, I mean that that's a different level right where it's like y'all's relationship is still new do you want to introduce him in this way like, yeah I think that's a whole layer, but I mean, yeah. again, coming back to the point of like dating you as dating the culture and being in black spaces, like this is it. Like, yes, literally my again, space is a black space. Well, and really your housewarming was a good test run. Like, cause I, I mean, I think as I told you, I was, I was like, I was surprised you did so well in like, in a weird <laughs> way, but I'm like, oh, you're good. Like, I was like, okay, this yes. is not, you're not weird. I don't know what I, I don't know what even weird out would mean, but like, you're not. Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, I don't even know what that would look like, but he did well. He was fine. And I was like, like Good. he was able and, and and this isn't I don't necessarily think like even a race thing, honestly, because I think about like when my mom would take me to big family gatherings and I would just be like under her tit the whole time. Because like, yeah, I don't really know these folks. So like, I'm just going to stick with you. And I feel very uncomfortable talking to everybody else but like obviously like that was me as a child but I do sometimes see that when I'm going into new spaces I'm like well don't the person I came with don't leave me because I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know but you know once I warm up I can pretty much talk to anybody and actually according cutie update I did meet the siblings so oh, yes I met the siblings uh -huh. during the holiday break not like on the holiday because I was like yeah. no that's that feels like a lot but we met and it was cute and they're you know they're I, we had like 
talked a little or I'd be around when they're like on FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I was like, I think that's a good step for me to start with siblings, then parents, maybe mm-hmm. that feels like such a big thing for whatever reason. I don't know why. And but, see, I like going straight to parents because parents love me. I never fall parents, parents do love me. And white parents love me too, but I'm never dating their kids. So I don't know if that changes yeah. the game. You know what I mean? Like parents generally do love me, but I don't know. I'm just very nervous about that for whatever reason. But yes, I did meet the siblings and it was like, it was a good time. Like they were super chill and we had good conversation. So I was like, okay, because to your point, sorry, all that to say to your point, I have taken spicy white around the friends because yeah, I'm like, well, this is my life. Like this is who I am. And you know, I, I think for me, I'm like, I like to choose how many maybe friends you meet so I don't necessarily want you to be like 30 people all at once so like here's like three friends here's two yeah. friends over here like let's go have a yeah. meal with them let's do whatever like um we were talking about maybe doing like a double date with Felix and Tam and stuff like that and so I'm like you know let's do like the small groups and I'm I'm not embarrassed of you I'm not ashamed of you and so like there's no reason for you not to be around um for any of these things but it's still it's just still new territory it's new territory it's also you're trying to figure out how this person fits into your life right just in general like even if you remove like you know racial dynamics and racial spaces like you're just trying to figure out how how this person fits into your life and also like when in the relationship right like when soon is too Mm -hmm. soon but so Mm -hmm. this is just exactly dynamic dynamic to it so exactly and Courting cuties, I mean, the dynamics that we experience from day to day being queer, QTPOC, BIPOC, millennials, etc. I mean, it's a lot, but, you know, we're going to keep these dynamics going for another week. Um, So stay tuned for a little bit of a part two, and we're going to dive a little deeper um, into kind of the world of interracial dating. And we're going to look at some pieces of advice that some really awesome diverse couples are giving out there. And we'll get Louise's opinions on if you think it's good advice or not. (laughs) But in the meantime, in between time, be sure to keep it cute and court with confidence. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, Courting Cuties. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R. Or head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. That's courtingincolor.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye.